21 minutes away from 12 o'clock, Grand Alley. I know you're New Zealand's leading Formula One correspondent, uh, but you're going to have to talk some supercars. A massive weekend. Massive weekend across the ditch. The 60th race. The great race. You know, Mount Panorama, the, the mountain. It's been magic over the years. It's, uh, it's quite the event. You can smell the petrol from here. We're going to catch up right now with Jimmy Smith, who joins us. Uh, SENZ know this voice very, very well, and I hope he's rested his voice. We're probably not helping him today, because he's he's calling the great race. Jimmy, welcome into the show. How you doing? That's not fuel you're smelling, Daniel. That's my aftershave, so apologies for that. For all the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no naked matches, please. Do not light a match. You will explode, my friend. Please yeah, tell me, hey, SEN... Are helping you like they've actually got co-commentators and, and like the drivers. Do you have a partner? Do you hand over the mic to someone when you need a break? I can't wait to hand over to Aaron Noonan, who actually knows what he's talking about when it comes to supercars. <laughs> Paul Dumbrell is his co-commentator now. Paul won this event back in 2012 with uh, legendary uh, Jamie Wincup, so he has great pedigree in regards to that. So. Um, Aaron is one of the most amazing broadcasters, forget about in, in motor racing, but I think overall I've worked with him all year across the supercars and uh, he's a uh, delight to work with, uh, thoroughly prepared and um, knows his cars inside and out. So uh, fans are going to get today a real treat. Two hours of the shootout this afternoon from four to six, that's Sydney time. And then tomorrow we're on air all day, uh, 10 o'clock till 6 p.m. when we think we'll have a 60th winner of the Bathurst 1000. So very excited, boys. So, Jimmy, I want to ask you, Daniel asked about uh, handing over to the partner. I mean, listen, my knowledge of Bathurst, I, I thought it would be all uh, Woodstocks and Mullets. Um, but well, you're not I know wrong. It's not, <laughs> you're no, well, not it's wrong. Not. Um, I've had a lot of excited people going over saying that they're going to be over, over the ditch to go watch it. How does the whole partner thing work and how important is it having a decent partner um, that you're driving with? Well, it, it's really interesting. So um, there's a couple of guys. So I talked about um, Jamie Wincup, but he came out of retirement to race with Brock Feeney in the Sandown 500. So there's there's a couple of really key endurance races. This is obviously the biggest of the year uh, and the most prestigious, Bathurst. Um, it's got clear air, no NRL, no AFL being played with the grand finals last week. So it's a huge event for all sports fans, not just motorsport fans. But um, in the Sandown 500 last month, uh, Jamie Wincup came out of retirement with Brock Feeney and they won the event. So... It's one of those interesting, you know, Shane Van Gisbergen did it last year with Garth Tander, and Garth was a bit the same. Garth just, okay, I'll, I'll drive certain events. I won't drive full-time, but one of the events I want to drive is Bathurst. Um, they share the driving, how it gets distributed between who does the most laps. Is, you know, all sorts of things impact on that about how, how cars are running and um, whether there's any any concerns around uh, failures, et cetera. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting in that, there are lots of guys who have hung up the the helmets that want to come out for the big events, and and this is obviously the biggest of them all. Just look at it like when you broke the world record with Luke Ronke Grant, Elliot. That Luke did all basically most of the scoring, <laughs> and, and you chipped in. I set the yeah, foundation. Yeah, you set the set the solid start. Something like that. Craig Lowndes. I want to make mention of him. How on earth? Do you race 30 consecutive races? It's quite frightening what he's done, equaling the great Peter Brock's record. 30 consecutive starts is amazing. 
Yeah, and, and that's what I'm mean. talking about. It's, it's something about this racetrack. Like, it's incredible to talk to the drivers about going around the racetrack where you have to, you know, you can't see where the car's going, but you have to trust that you hit this, you hit this curve at this speed in this gear, you'll be okay. So there's a real leap of faith associated with it. And and this is one of the one of the tracks, because of it's so challenging, that experience actually counts, right? Experience works in your favour. So when you talk about someone like Lounsey, who I saw in the, the paddock the other day, and literally he was walking surrounded mm-hmm. by about 30 people and just signing away, signing away, signing away, you know, photo, photo, photo. Um, one of the one of the great things about Craig Lowndes is not that he's an exceptional driver, but he's also been very aware of where the support comes from, and he's always had time for his fans, and uh, that was no different uh, the other day when I saw him. It's it's amazing. Like Peter Brock is everywhere. Peter Brock, you know, you walk into uh, the Mount Panorama racetrack, and there's there's huge uh, banners of Peter Brock and the impact that he had. You know, the King of the Mountain and uh, to win it here nine times, and yeah, you know, it, it's it's just extraordinary. But you know, Craiglands is is not too far away, and certainly not in the shadow of Peter Brock. Jimmy, um, there's a couple of uh, drivers that I've been looking at. Uh, Fabian Coulthard, um, see that he's age 41, uh, but then you you look at someone like Matt Payne, who who finished sixth last year, who's 21. Now, I always think that experience counts for a lot in, in sport. Does it really matter in the sport now? Or are you getting these young young bucks that are coming through that, you know, they've got no fear and they're probably, you know, they're, they're rearing to go, probably uh, more uh, risky on the track than the older fellas? Or do you think experience does count for a lot? Uh, the, the exuberance of youth, right? Um, so, uh, uh, that well, Matty Payne, he's... Uh, qualified for the top 10 shootout uh, in seventh spot. Chaz Mostert is there as well, Will Davison. So, um, uh, as you say, these these younger guys are here and getting it done. What about your man, Shane Van Gisbergen, though? Uh, you know, he's obviously got a huge amount of experience, still relatively youthful, and it's almost like a farewell tour for him too, given the fact that he's off the NASCAR next year. But he is uh, had his issues in the third practice, then fourth practice gets into the top 10 shootout with a with a, a great lap. So, you know, he, he would be very excited about that. They're all chasing Brody Kostecki, though, who has been really, really quick. He's gone under the 204, so uh, 204.81 or under the 205s, which is uh, quite unique. He, he had to pull out a big one uh, last night in the fourth practice round. But, but he's the man they're all chasing. But Van Gisbergen is... You know, we know an out-and-out star of this class of car, and we can't wait to see what it can do in NASCAR next year. Yeah, and New Zealanders can't wait to see what our Kiwis are going to do in 2023. We remember Scotty McLaughlin what, beating Shane Van Gisbergen in a one-lap showdown back in 2019, wasn't it? Jimmy Richards, yesteryear, giving a spray after Godzilla wound up everyone. What You know, 60 years, so much history. Jimmy, as far as you're concerned, what are your favourite moments? Here's one none of us can get wrong. Your favourite moments? You know, I have great memories. So I grew up in the central west of New South Wales. So when, when Bathurst was on, all the cars would be going past our place. And you'd always have it on on the Saturday, oh, Saturday and Sunday afternoons. And 
Um, we're a Ford family, right? So we, we had the old Ford that we all used to pile into when, whenever mum and dad were taking us anywhere. So as a result of that, we, of course, Dick Johnson was an out-and-out legend. Now, a little bit later on this afternoon, we're going into the Shell V Racing uh, garage, and that, of course, is Dick Johnson Racing. So we're pretty excited about that. But I think it was 1983, Dick Johnson was drawing away from the legendary Peter Brock with every lap, and then the rock falls down from the mountain, it hits Dick's car. Oh, Dick yes. has to retire. Yeah, it's it's tragic for all Ford fans. And I'm telling you, what is that? That's 40 years ago. That That is burned into the memory of all Ford fans and all those people who love the legendary Dick Johnson. What, a rock fell down from the mountain? Yeah, not the car, mate. No. Yeah. What are the chances? Yeah, yeah. Quite, quite yeah. low, I would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I tell you what's oh, wow. interesting, boys. We were... Well, I'm here with my 11-year-old son, so he loves cars. So we're just we're just wandering around, and they've got all some of the, the former um, cars that have won the event. They're, they're set up, and you go and check them out. They've got a little story on them, and, you know, this is fantastic. And they, they might have a photo of them. That, there was a photo of one of the cars, and I think it was 1977, and you know how we've got all the safety walls and all that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. They were literally racing down Conrod Strait, and there was all mm-hmm. a uh, a five-wire sheep fence keeping them on that side of the track <laughs> and the spectators on the other side of the track. I'm like, wow, how times have changed. Like, no lambs no lambs were getting through, uh, but neither were the spectators, but it was just that extraordinary. Big, Brilliant to chat, Jimmy. I know you're going to have a heck of a weekend. Enjoy it. Lap it up. Excuse the pun. Look after that voice, though. Massive. Massive uh, couple of days in. We can't wait to hear it right here on SCNZ. Go well, sir. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, hey, Grant, can I just say, geez, uh, New Zealand got a lucky win in the first game of the uh, <laughs> Cricket World Cup, yeah. didn't they? Real fluky. Real fluky. At least it wasn't boundary <laughs> count back this time, hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, what a performance. Tell us about Rashin Ravindra. He's one out of the box. Well, I've got one minute to tell you about Ratchin. Um, I was telling uh, the listeners that I saw him 15 years ago in the Nets, or sorry, 18 years ago in the Nets as a five-year-old, and he was smoking it. His dad was throwing him, you know, balls around the head, and uh, it was a hard cricket ball, and he was cutting, pulling, driving. He was unbelievable. So, yeah, it's great to see him sort of come through the, the pathway now and just have a performance like that. And his career will just go upwards from here, a little bit like your commentary com- career at Bathurst. <laughs> my Thanks, Jimmy. Hey, We've got to get hey. to an ad break. You know how this See works. You, Take it easy, mate. See ya. Right. Jimmy Smith, uh, of course, a regular contributor here on SENZ, uh, SEN host and uh, commentating the great race, uh, which we will have coverage of from 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, if I'm not mistaken. Back after this break, 10 away from 12.